It's a party! Jeans wet. Rent party. Okay, what's up? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you for spending your uh, hard earned money to get here. I really appreciate that. Um, it's nice having clout in some part of my life. Uh, cool. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the show that I put together so meticulously myself. Uh, these guys have never played together before. Um, that happened, that's true. They sound... I had a band, this is my band, the original lineup, and the joke is that I never have the original lineup on the show. Um, yeah. Andrew actually was on the first show. Uh, but he was not an original member of the band on the first show. Uh, and Joey was brought on by the drummer that Andrew is currently replacing. <laughs> it's all a big mess. It's all a big mess. Like, uh, you know, I'm used to that. Like the rest of my life. Um, yeah, I have debit card debt. That's a fact. I haven't made it to credit yet. I'm trying to figure that out. You guys know how to not owe people money. I went to college for no reason because uh, I'm doing this now. It's, um... Do you guys struggle to look your parents in the eye? Um... I, uh... I got hit on by a 15-year-old girl in Romania in December. That happened. Uh... She, they're not used to black people over there, so, they, so she looked at me, she thought she was being slick, like I was gonna feel outnumbered or some shit, and she like whistled at me, and then I, t and then I turned, because I'm an adult man, I, don't, I fear nothing, I turned, and I just went, oh, thank you so much. And because she's a 15-year-old girl, she's never been more embarrassed in her entire life. I'm like, look, if you wanna step into the octagon with a grown man, I'll fucking, I'll, we can square up right now. I'll fucking, I come for blood, little girl. I'm not here to fuck around. Now, this is kind of personal, but... Um, the first time I went down on a girl, she yelled at me. Does that have, like, I've never been the kind of guy to say women don't know what they want, because I, I, I don't think that's true. You guys aren't a monolith. You guys make your own decisions, but... Like, how do you get yelled at for doing the best thing? I was 16, uh, we tried to have sex and it didn't work out, so I went to plan B. And, and the next day, she texted me, she was like, hey, that thing you did felt real good, but I don't do that. And I was like, you're 16, you mean you haven't done that? What are you even talking about? You don't, there's nothing you don't do yet. You're not old enough for that. I, um, I haven't worked in like three months. And it's not because comedy's going super well. It's just... 
I just haven't done it. I work freelance as a carpenter, so they'll just go like months without saying anything. Like, and like even the job itself is not that great. Like I build sets for TV commercials and stuff like that. And nothing I build is permanent, so I just think about my own mortality all the time. It's like, and so every now and then I'll just like take a minute to think about my life and what's going on with me. And my boss will ask me a dumb question. He'll be like, hey man, what are you working on? And I'm like, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to smile more, I guess. Um, that's really about it, man. I'm trying to find a new job. What are you working on? You got a computer and shit. Don't you have orders? To... Look, man, I just carried a prop set of stairs up a real set of stairs. How about you give me a break? I'm just working on figuring out the existential ramifications of that while you order uh, wood. <laughs> Like, you have... I don't know, man. I think about killing myself sometimes. Like, I would never do it, but, like, I think about it. I just think about, like... Yeah, I know I'm bumming you guys out, but it's on purpose. Um, that's what comedy is. Uh, you thought it was all jokes or some shit? No, it's sad. It's sad and mean. <laughs> um, but, no, I, like... I just think about, like, the concept of suicide sometimes, and I realize I can never do it because I know all my moves. You know, it'd be such an even fight. You're like, how do you even, like, we trained in the same gym with the same dude, you know? You ever, like, you ever, like, been depressed but with really good self-esteem so you look in the mirror like, man, I can't compete with this guy? <laughs> He's so handsome. <laughs> gonna, gonna steal my girlfriend? I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm sick of people thinking that just because I don't want to die that that means that I don't want to be dead, you know? You ever have that thought? <laughs> like, I just don't want, I don't want to go through the process, like all the work and everything, but I would totally just die. Or like, just like, like the problem with Rachel Dolezal wasn't that she was just black. That would be, that'd be so weird. It was that she became black and everybody was like, oh no, you know? That's sort of how people feel about dying, right? But if you, you could have just been born that way and that'd be dope. I don't know, man. I've been, I've been getting so weird lately. <laughs> I don't know, man. Donald Glover's career is really taking off, and it's affecting me in a weird way. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what do, what do you even want from me? What am I supposed to do? He doesn't even really look like me, but, I, but I'm afraid of him. I'm so scared. You know, for when his show, when the first promos for his show came out, he said he wanted to give white people a picture of what it's really like to be black in America. And that really rang true for me because the blackest thing you can do in this country is have your potential stifled by somebody who only kind of looks like you. So, <laughs> so that's what I'm dealing with. Um, are you guys ready to get the show started? Are you guys happy to be here? Um... Before we bring up your first comic, this is a uh, this is a little ditty that I like to call uh, "Noodling in G." It's just some noodling, and it's in G. You said G, right? Okay, all right. We're gonna do some noodling in G. Uh, your uh, your next comic is a very good friend of mine. I came up with him in Atlanta. Uh, he's so funny, and he's uh, I don't know. He pretty much from what I saw when I was starting, he kind of built the scene up from. It was kind of already there, but then he made it more. <laughs> he helped. I promise he helped. He's so funny. Everybody make a lot of noise for Jake Head. Jake Head. 
I feel like I'm the, the front man for fish, but I have no confidence. And I'm not, uh, I don't know that. Um, okay, cool. Doya got all my credits right, by the way. That was a great intro <laughs> that I asked him to say. <laughs> it was, that was him riffing about our relationship. He could have just said, um, we're good friends, and then it would have been fine. <laughs> he had to go into our, our history. Um, have you guys been to Atlanta? Okay. For those of you guys who haven't, uh, this is the story I use to describe Atlanta. Uh, this happened outside the deli I worked at. This guy was yelling at his buddy, and this is what he said. He said, hey, Melvin. Hey, man. Hey, Melvin, you watching New Girl right now? It's got Zoe Dave Chappelle in it. It's just dudes who think her name is Zoe Dave Chappelle. That's Atlanta. That's like Atlanta State Bird. Is that? Um, you guys want to do that jazz thing? You want to do it? I'm I'm what you call a bad energy comedian. <laughs> not a low energy, not a high. I'm a bad energy comedian. And uh, and what I do, I, I sometimes I'll just play jazz during the set. And uh, you know, it's such a privilege to have these uh, these fellows. Oh, I'm sorry, you're counting off, and I'm riffing. Ooh, yes, thank you. We get the mic. Well, you guys can hear me, right? Maybe can we get a, a, like a down a little bit softer? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, all right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, right there. That's good. So, so you think you can dance? Is entering its thirteenth season with that incredibly negative name we all put up with for some reason. They're professional dancers. Can we give them the benefit of the doubt on national television? Like, I think it should be something like, I'm sure you can dance, why don't you show us? It's like, you came all this way, please dance for us, we'd be remiss. Like, there's no other show title like that. There's nothing like, ew, you wanna be a millionaire? It's too negative. I can't tell if that joke hit or not. <laughs> I think it did. There's this guy in my neighborhood right now who just painted his van like the old A-Team van. Is anybody else bummed out to remember that the A-Team drove a van? I don't think it's pronounced A-Team. I think it's just a team. <laughs> Like they were like, shit, we're in trouble, get us a team. And they were like, these men seem to have bought a van together. That's a team. You guys ever have You guys ever have like a like a breakup or something, ruin a song for you? Bad memory? You associate with a song, you can't listen to it anymore. Yeah, I got that. I got that with uh, two live crews face down, ass up. Yeah. That's how my son died in a bucket. The guys laughed at the setup, but he didn't laugh at the punchline. I'll take it as a win. <laughs> I saw this bag recently. Like the old uh, Brooklyn Tumbleweed bodega bag. You guys seen these things? 
This one had the weirdest child warning I've ever seen. It just, uh, you know, that, that they have that warning at the bottom of the bag. It's just like some variation of like, hey, come on, don't let your kid die in this bag, please. Something like that at the bottom. This one just said, this bag is not a toy. I didn't grow up rich, but we weren't bag as a toy poor. <laughs> I wasn't aware that was a level of poverty anyone was going through. Just some dad bringing up bags for his kids. He's like, there you go, boys, there's Christmas. And they're like, oh, what's in the bag, dad? He's like, your imagination, buddy, that's it. Um, have fun. Like, we were kind of poor growing up, but my dad was resourceful. We always had a lot of our assets wrapped up in camel cash, things like that. That's what he would do. He'd just pledge himself to some rewards program for a little while, and then that's what he'd send us to school in, which is whatever he got from the rewards program. Like, one year in fifth grade, I got sent to the principal's office because I was wearing a Marlboro jacket to school. And the principal was like, well, Jake, just take that off. And then under it, I had a Budweiser shirt. Just a trashy-ass kid. And the weirdest thing I can remember him coming home with was one year he redeemed all of his camel cash, and he got a camel brand electrical generator. I don't think camel thought they were going to have to send those out. I think it was, like, for show. Like, I think we got the one from the picture, the floor model. So he got a Camel brand electrical generator that later got us through a Florida hurricane. Like, have you ever smoked so many cigarettes that you saved your family? (laughs) That's what my dad did. Just a white trash hero. feels good, guys. It feels real good. I feel like an artist. I don't feel like I just, I don't feel like a guy talking. This makes stand-up comedy feel like art. Yeah, I could just not say anything and it'd be fine. <laughs> um, kind of tired of my look. You guys feel that? I kind of look like if Mr. Fantastic lost his powers mid-stretch. You can laugh at it. It's very spot on. Like, he was just like, oh, I'll get it. Oh, just just that long forever? Okay, that's pretty long. You know, like, some people have an ass that just won't quit. You guys seen these things? I got an ass that no call, no shows. Small butt. I moved here from the south about a year ago, and I miss aspects of it. You know, there's some things, you know, you just can't get up here, and people will be like, oh yeah, like racism? No, that's available. It's like Coca-Cola, it's everywhere, just a little bigger in the south. The things I miss are just like the little niche hobbies people will get into. Like for example, there's no Bigfoot enthusiast in New York City talking about Bigfoot with jazz playing. Never happened before in the history of the world. But yeah, there's no Bigfoot enthusiast. That's why I think he's here. I think Bigfoot's here. 
I don't know if you ever had a conversation with a member of the Bigfoot community. That's their main talking point, is how smart Bigfoot is. He's eluded us all these years. He's so intelligent. If he's really that smart, he would just move to New York, where he's not a spectacle. Like, Bigfoot could be on the train every day, as long as he got on the train, which is like, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. I don't mean to be an interruption. I'm sorry. I'm just an early hominid who's down on hard times. Just living in the park right now. Anything you can do to help. Old Bigfoot. Be appreciated. Well, guys, let's bring it on home. (laughs) That's it for me, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Jake Head, everyone. Make some noise. That was amazing. That's just a taste of what this show's going to be. That's the first guy, and he is great. Holy shit. And now I know that song just ended. It is about to get weird because it's about to start another one. Because I'm about to bring up your next comic. You guys ready for that? You guys ready for another comic? Yeah. All right, you know, I thought I asked a room full of adults if they're ready for their next comic. Like, you guys sound like children. You guys ready for your next comic? Yeah! yeah. Everybody making a lot of noise for a very good friend of mine. She's so funny and so amazing. Put your hands together for Wendy Starling. Wendy Starling, these young boys behind me. I like this. He's like, you can uh, involve the van and mess with them. And he thinks I'm going to ask them to play music. I'm going to fondle their balls while I do jokes. No one else thinks it's funny. We're on board. They're so young. They're not even going to... These women are all under 25. These chicks are all under 25. They don't know what to do with pair balls. We know exactly what to do. Get it tickled just enough so they come and then leave us alone. You guys excited? Hi, I'm Wendy. Nice to meet you. What's your name? Let me do the ball grabbing. What's your name? Andrew. Hi, nice to meet you. I was not paying attention before the show. Hi. What's your name? Joey. Hi, I'm Wendy. Hi. What's your name? Oh, God, double Andrews. Oh, it's going to be an Andrew sandwich. I like it. Nice to meet you guys. I'm very tired. This is weird for me. Uh, I am performing uh, not drinking and not on cocaine. Thank you. Thank you. This is a, it's very weird. My natural weirdness is coming out when I'm not on drugs. I don't know if you guys know this. I just found out, so I'm trying to stop. Cocaine is not good for you. <laughs> I, was very, I was shocked to find out. I was like, how is that not? But I can do this, and then I can stay up, drink all the tequila, and hit all the Whitney high notes in karaoke. <laughs> Where's the negative here? <laughs> She said, spending, I spent all my money on drugs. How is this bad? I have no money left for a cab. I'm sitting on a train at 4 a.m. watching a homeless guy try to drink his piss, just shaking, grinding my teeth, looking at my reflection. I'm like, I got to turn my life around. I'm going to go blonde. That's what I've been doing. I was like, I got I to turn my life around. Everything's bad. So I was like, I'll color my hair because I'm not going to quit drinking. <laughs> as soon as I'm done with this set, a vodka. <sighs> I love your body language. Just arms crossed. Billy, your hat up. You're so cute. You probably don't even know what the show A Different World is, do you? 
you look like, oh, you look like an extra right out of that, and you're too young. You don't even get the reference. Oh, I love it. We're so stylish. Do I look stylish? This is a very cute, right? So I got this today, and I cinched this in. I'm pretty impressed with myself, because I lost like four pounds in the last week. Thank you. So I'm pulling this in, showing off the mom waist. I lost four pounds. I was in L.A. Um, for work, and I uh, lost weight. It's a very, like, trendy L.A. diet. I don't know if we have it here in New York yet. It's called, uh, hey, I got a speeding ticket, and now I do not have money for groceries. <laughs> That's, have you ever been on that diet? Have you guys heard of that? It's called being poor as shit. It's not fun. It's not a fun diet to be on. And I've been overweight, too, like over 200 pounds a couple times. And when I lost weight those times, I felt really good. People would be like, Wendy, I can see all your bones. Do you have cancer? I was like, <laughs> stop it, thank you. Uh, no. <laughs> but I felt good about it because I like, earned it. Do you know, I was like, at the gym, I was cutting vegetables, I was doing like, so much cocaine. And so people would be like, you look great. I was like, yeah, I earned it. I had to work for drugs are expensive as shit, okay? But when you lose weight from being poor, that's very different. This is a very new experience for me. I don't know if this ever happened to you. When you lose weight from being poor, it's some medieval time shit. It's embarrassing. It's like being tanned because you're homeless. People are like, have you been on vacation? Mm-mm. Uh, they foreclosed on my condo. <laughs> but thank you for noticing. I appreciate that. But, and I was outside talking to my friends. This is, I've been waiting to get to this part of the set because I stressed out about money in the hallway. And then about 30 minutes before the show started, my sugar daddy sent me $3,000. You guys, I'm like a real prostitute. <laughs> this is very exciting. So here's where it's going to get weird because I'm going to talk about illegal activity. What music goes with prostitution? I've been really trying to think about it backstage. We already did. No, do something. What's like a fun, like bluegrass? Can you do bluegrass? Something upbeat because I'm going to talk about illegal activities while showing my pose. I'm so sorry. I forget I'm wearing a dress. This is great. Do this in an accent. So I got myself a sugar daddy, and all my friends said, "Hey, Wendy, aren't you ashamed as a feminist that you are being paid for sex? Don't you feel ashamed as a feminist that you are being paid for sex?" And I said, "Hell no. Mm-mm. I'm 100% more embarrassed about all the people I have fucked for free. Can I get an amen? Why am I doing a Ross Perot? Woo, I like this." remember, I tremble to think, was a 22-year-old fella. And I'm a very hard 34. I'd like to curtsy for that, getting young dick. We worked the balls. It was great. Get a lot of energy, and I appreciated that in bed. But this child did not know what to do with Big Mama. Had no idea. It was a nightmare. Every time we fucked, I felt like Beyonce. I was like, to the left, to the left. Oh, this is fun like this. I'm having the time of my goddamn life. And I'm, here's why, and I went into an accent because I gotta be honest with you, this sugar daddy situation, probably one of the best relationships I ever did have. I'm gonna tell you why. In case you haven't figured it out, I'm a crazy motherfucker. I'm a real psychopathic bitch. I've been diagnosed as bipolar not once but twice. I know, y'all thought that was a bracelet tan. Uh Uh-uh, mama just escaped. 
kill anybody, all right? I'm not on the lam. First time I was hospitalized, it was because I stayed awake for four days. Because I got a new t-shirt and I was super excited about it. I looked down and I said, well, goddamn, this shit's gonna go with everything. Who can sleep at a time like this? I'm gonna fix me a toaster. So the cops showed up and they took me away. And when I got to the hospital, I thought it was gonna be other people like me. You know, not real crazy people, but probably they just need a nap. And that's what I told the cops too. I said, oh no, officer, I'm just Tata. And they said, oh no, ma'am, you are coming with us, us. So I get to the hospital. It was real crazy people running through the halls, talking to themselves. I was petrified. So my third day in, I decided to establish dominance as the craziest person there so that the real crazy people wouldn't mess with me. Here's what I did. It was my third day in. It was during drawing time, which is mandatory because it's good for your brain. I started coloring my elephants green and making real loud whooping sounds. I just sat at their group table and I was like, whoop, whoop, whoop. Now that is dumb, but it does work. So if you go heads up, you do it day one inside jail, you rape the biggest you all know. Anyway. So I was feeling good about myself. Everybody left me alone, but the doctor called me in that day and he said, hey, Wendy, we heard you've been making real loud whooping sounds. Are you all right? And I said, listen, doc, it's a big misunderstanding. I'm not actually crazy. I'm just pretending to be more crazy so the real crazy people don't find out I'm not one of them and come attack me in my bed at night. As it turns out, that is called paranoid schizophrenia. I do like this. I will tell you this about my sugar daddy. He's a good man. I met him on a website called seekingarrangements.com. Y'all heard of it? It is, uh, Lisa Ling did an expose on it. I saw that. Women were getting murdered in New York City. And I said, well, hold on. If I don't get murdered, I get money. What was that website? <laughs> so I signed up. It was real hard to meet somebody. Took me eight months, but I got one. I think it's because a lot of these men are married and they just ain't upfront about it. Because you'll get going back and forth. You agree on time and money. And I said, great. When can I come over to your house? And they say, oh, honey, you're not coming to my house. Can I come to your apartment? Can you host? And I said, oh, sweetie, you cannot come to my apartment. I've got three roommates. And they all have the same response. You mean you don't got your own apartment in Manhattan? Sir, I'm on a website. <laughs> Literally offering to lick your asshole for $75. No, I do not own my own villa in the Hamptons. It's like, oh, welcome, good sir. Would you like your butthole licked in the library? Or perhaps in one of my two sitting rooms to the east or the west of the foyer. Gentlemen's choice. Y'all have been real fun. Thank you. Have a good night. guys are just hanging in there doing a good job being yourselves. I appreciate that.
This is such a fun show. Are you guys having a good time so far? I feel like I saw nods before I heard claps. Are you guys having a good time is, my, is what I'm asking. That's good. That's good. I think you guys are going to have a better time, though, because uh, we're only about halfway done with this. We're less than halfway done. It's really just starting. What did you guys think you were in for? What do you think this is? Did we just have a lot of energy and I just killed it? Okay, cool. Um, guys, uh, I'm going to bring up your next comic. He's a very funny man. You've seen him on Conan. Conan is a television show. Uh, he has a special coming out called Shameless Information. It's very funny. He also has an album called uh, Me the Whole Time. Uh, make a lot of noise uh, and a lot of music. Put your hands together for Andy Sanford. Andy Sanford, everybody. guys. I feel like I'm Jay Leno. It's great. Uh, guys, give it up for Wendy. She just took my closer, so I don't know what I'm going to do now. My banjo routine. Um, hey, guys. Are, is everyone okay? Everyone's good? Is, is this... I feel like I'm in front of a DUI-required class. Like, if you need me to sign some paperwork so you can leave, that's, that's cool. Uh, uh, I'm doing uh, okay. Thanks for asking. Uh, I just, I just got over a, a nasty bout of food poisoning, which, uh, yeah, if, you, if you've had it, it's a nightmare. Uh, although it does, it feels silly to say uh, when people ask what's wrong with you. It feels like I think that my food's been poisoned, you know, which is, I'm not that important. Uh, you know, that could happen. You could be a medieval king or whatever, but it's more likely that you ate a gas station hot dog. Uh, that's what I did. Um, and... Also, if you're eating gas station hot dogs, you probably don't have enemies plotting your death. You know, they don't want what you got. Uh, I, I got food poisoning because I decided to eat lunch at a really dicey food truck. And like, I'm not a germaphobe. I like food trucks, but this wasn't so much a food truck as it was a truck that happened to have food. <laughs> There's a difference. And I'll be honest, I thought that a dollar sandwich sounded too good to be true. Uh, as it turns out, too true to be good. Um, it's a dollar. It's not going to be good. Uh, I don't know. I would eat healthy. That's hard, though. It's like, first of all, it's expensive. And secondly, I don't want to eat that shit. You know? I want good stuff. I don't even understand health food. Like, I was in a store the other day. I was in the health food section, just, you know, passing through. And I saw this box... It said, gluten-free, dairy-free, pizza-flavored mac and cheese. Yes, finally. Oh, the long wait is over. So, yeah, if you love macaroni and cheese, but you hate pasta and dairy, and then you like that mac and cheese that tastes like a different food entirely... There's something out there for you. That's nice. There's something out there for fucking idiots. That's great. Uh, I'm just curious, like, when do you admit to yourself that maybe you don't want macaroni and cheese? Because that ain't it. You know, that's, that's twice removed. You're taking the only two elements of mac and cheese, gluten and dairy. It's basically a synonym for macaroni and cheese. You're taking that, and then you're replacing it with something. I don't know what. And then you're flavoring that like pizza, which is just another food that's mostly gluten and dairy. That's not a meal. That's a riddle. It's a, it's a rubber snake eating itself. It's weird. 
I don't like it. Um, I, uh, I have made some strides in health. I tried to quit drinking soda, because that's not good for you. Uh, I did not stop smoking weed, though, so it didn't really work. Um, but I am proud of myself, because I managed to stop drinking Mountain Dew, which if there's any former Dewheads here... God bless you, uh, all of you. I never got into heroin, but I assume it's almost as hard to quit <laughs> as Mountain Dew. It's rough. First of all, it's too white trash of a drink. I just had to, like when I drink it in public, I feel like I'm just waving around a rebel flag, just <laughs> starting all kinds of trouble. Uh, it is the rebel flag of sodas for sure. Uh, also, it's not for us. It's not for adults. You know, like you could take a cup of coffee into a job interview. That'd be fine. You can't do that with Mountain Dew. <laughs> you can't be like, oh, it's my greatest weakness? Uh, neon green liquid. I just can't quit it. Uh, also, if I see a dirt bike, I have to jump on it. So I am at stream. Look out for that. Uh, so I quit drinking Mountain Dew, but I've replaced it with something just as classy. Uh, cherry Dr. Pepper. That's my new... Yeah, CDP. He knows. Uh now, interesting fact about Dr. Pepper. I'm going to need a little soft, jazzy background here because, uh, yeah, you don't know what notes I'm going to hit here. Um, <laughs> keep them guessing, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know anything about music, but, yeah, that kind of shit. Um, okay, so, interesting fact about Dr. Pepper, the original Dr. Pepper. It claims to have 23 flavors... And it came out in the late 1880s. Now, Cherry Dr. Pepper came out in 2009. So that means it took the people at Dr. Pepper 120 years before they were like, oh, shit, cherries. <laughs> yeah, that's totally a flavor. Um, well, we can't make it 24, I guess, but the front? I don't know, who gives a shit? I don't know. And now there's Cherry Vanilla Dr. Pepper. That's right, 25 flavors just assaulting your mouth. At that point, you're just drinking jazz. Uh, it's true. It's all about the flavors you don't taste, you know? I agree, that was underappreciated, guys. Uh, <laughs> give it up for the band here. It's just laying it down pretty soft. Um, yeah, that's my friend. She knows that sounds creepy. Um, now, in researching that joke that, again, was slightly underappreciated, uh, I thought it was weird. I was like, how could Dr. Pepper be 23 flavors? How could anything be 23 flavors? I looked it up. It's not 23 flavors. It's one Dr. Pepper. That's the flavor. Uh, what happened was the good doctor mixed up flavors with ingredients. There's 23 ingredients in Dr. Pepper, and no one had the heart to be like, yeah, listen, Doc, uh, phosphoric acid is not a flavor. You should be stripped of your medical license. I don't know. So, you've been giving kids diabetes for like 100 years. So, can't be something a doctor does. Uh, <laughs> Uh, here's something uh, you might not know about me since you don't know me. Um, I, uh, I'm a high school dropout. Uh, I, I didn't go to college or anything. It's too cool for school. Uh, and sometimes when I tell people that, they act surprised. They'll be like, but Andy, you have glasses. Um, 
Yeah, that's a fair point. I do have glasses. Uh, it just means my eyes are dumb. That's all it means. It doesn't mean I'm smart. I don't regret not going to college. I, all you people can't use your degrees. It's great uh, to watch. Uh, <laughs> this is a somber laugh. Uh, that's, I, I feel bad for anyone that went to school for years just to get a degree because, you know, you don't have to do that. You can make one in like 10 minutes. Uh, I have a degree in graphic design. Is it real? No. Uh, but it's really hard to tell, so I feel like I deserve it, you know? Like, if you can't tell, you need to give me a job. That's my motto. I feel the worst for people that went to school, got a job in their field, and then found out it's just another shitty job, like the rest of them. Like, uh, like pharmacists? Oh, my heart goes out to them. They spend all the time in pharmacy school, just saying, be like, oh, well, the instructions for your medication are on the bottle. And uh, I guess I'll go ahead and ring you up for these flaming Hot Cheetos then. Uh, I'm a doctor. I've made it. That's, that's so sad. And they are doctors. They have to be the only doctors that work a drive through shift, I think. They don't do any doctor shit. Like, they can't even take your blood pressure because there's already a chair in the pharmacy that took that job from them. That's so depressing. I think that's why pharmacists wear lab coats. You know, just be like, hey, look, I am a doctor, all right? I know I'm in the back working to register, but I'm a doctor. That's, you don't need a lab coat. You can count pills in a tank top. I've done it. Uh, uh, let's bring it around the bend, all right? Okay. I know what that means. It's great. Fucking Duke Ellington up here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's something I, I, as you already, I used to smoke like a lot of weed uh, Not as much as I do now uh, But a good amount <laughs> I had to quit smoking weed for a while Because it got bad All my friends were telling me I was paranoid And they weren't telling me that But I know they were thinking it mm. That's what pisses me off You know Uh Here's a little fact about weed that you should know. Uh, in a lot of places, if you smoke weed on a daily basis, that will keep you from getting a daily job sometimes. It's happened to me. Uh, one time I applied for this job, and they called me. And they were like, Yo, Andy, we like you, but we can't hire you because your urine tested positive for two recreational drugs. And my knee-jerk reaction to that is, uh, those are not my drugs. And they're like, well, they're in your urine. <laughs> All right, you got me. Uh, what I test for, though, because I know there's more than two, you know. Uh, so I, they said you tested positive for two recreational drugs, marijuana and cocaine. And I was like, whoa, there's been a mistake here. Because I will admit, from time to time, I will smoke marijuana recreationally with my jazz band. Uh, but I don't fuck around with cocaine. And they're like, that's cool. We don't care about weed. Sometimes these tests, they're defective. We'll have it rescheduled. Don't even worry about it. I was like, I don't think you understand. Uh, when I do coke, I don't fuck around. Um, there's nothing recreational about it. It's, uh, it's a three-day event. I cry. Uh, uh, I'll leave you on an abortion joke because that's what I'm doing. I'm aborting this shit and getting drunker. Um, uh, this is true. I used to live right next door to an abortion clinic 
And I know you're thinking, whoa, Andy, that sounds pretty convenient. Um, you're not wrong. Uh, I'm here to tell you all that glitters isn't gold, all right? There are downsides to living next to an abortion clinic, mainly the protesters. Every day I walk by these people, and every day they're screaming dramatic shit at me. Or it's like, stop killing little babies! And it just makes me wonder, like, how can these people see into my apartment, you know? I have rights. Uh, if you're groaning, feel free to fuck yourself. Uh, thank you, guys. That's it for me. Andy Sanford, everybody. Yes. So good. You guys are good. He was good. I'm good? Yeah. Hell yeah, I'm good. All right. Let's do a little, uh, let's do a little walking bass for a second. A little bit of that. In, uh, it's a little, di- a little diddle ditty in uh, E minor. You want to do some E? E. Let's do a little bit of that. We're just gonna hang out for a second, you know. I feel like I thought I'd give you guys a second to get some drinks if you wanna, if you wanna drink, if you wanna do anything like that, you know. I'm gonna just talk at you for a second. You guys seem like you need a talking to. You guys in for a little uh, talking at? You guys fuck with that? I'm um, I'm really happy to be here. I'm I'm so excited that you guys came out for this show and to celebrate. It's Labor Day. It's gonna be Labor Day soon. It's not Labor Day right now, but it's gonna be Labor Day. It's the weekend of Labor Day. Monday is Labor Day, and we celebrate it by not working. Um, I'm just happy to be. Let's bring it down a little bit. Let's bring the let's bring that down just a, li- a tiny bit. Actually, you know, let's bring it up. Let's bring it up a lot. Bring it up a little bit more. Oh. Now come back down a little bit. Too low, too low, too low, too low. Right there, right there. There it is. There it is. I uh I I don't really play any instruments. I play air bass. I play air bass a little bit. I saw somebody play air bass with a pick one time. And that shit was so infuriating. Like, how, why, how fucked up is your imagination that you have physical limitations playing the bass in your brain? I only knew he was playing bass because somebody else took guitar. And then he goes, oh, I guess that means I'm on bass. And then he does this shit and just starts up. Doing this shit. What kind of adult man? Now I gotta invent a backstory. Oh, maybe he's like a, a post-punk bassist, like a Green Day cover band or some shit like that. No, Dave Matthews is playing right now. Victor Wooten plays with his fingers. Damn it! Get out of here with that attitude. I um. Any of you guys believe in God? You guys, religious people? I've never been the most religious person, but I get confused when people are really confidently atheist. It's like, how do you know? How do you know that you don't even have any literature? You know? And they always want to read, like, they want to read the Bible. Like, oh, I, I, I read your book. Like, you wrote the Bible. I didn't read that sh- shit. I didn't write that. It was like, oh, I read, your, I read your book. I didn't like it. Well, you knew you weren't going to like it, man. You already made that decision. And they get in your face like, oh, how's anybody believe that shit, man? How's anybody believe that shit? 
And then all the Christians were like, I don't know, man, you read the shit, not me. I thought we were just... I thought we were just drinking wine, man. You gotta relax. His Eucharist is so crisp. You know? It's, um... I don't know, man. The, uh, the police in Toronto... They found a crossbow at the scene of a triple homicide a couple days ago. Did you guys hear about that? They found a crossbow. And so I think without assuming too much, we can stop with this whole white people can't be terrorists bullshit, right? So of course that was a white dude. Who else is using medieval weaponry? When I, when I went to school in Georgia, I went to Emory, uh, nearby at Georgia Tech, a professor was stabbed in the belly with a katana. And the part of you that's racist will say, oh, that, yeah, that was an Asian dude. They have those swords, right? But the part of you that's totally right will be like, oh, that was a white dude, of course. <laughs> Only white dudes do that. <laughs> Obviously. I don't know, man. Another cop is currently being investigated because he shot a deaf man for... Uh, while he was trying to communicate through sign language. He was trying, he was doing all this stuff, trying to communicate. And if they respond to that in any way similar to how they respond when a black dude gets shot, I am very excited to see more videos of good cops dunking on deaf teenagers. <laughs> really excited about that. You know? Some of that. Actually, I'm mostly... I'd love to see a video of them just trying to find a deaf teenager to play basketball with. I would love that. Just going up to, like, just just black kids. Just be like, do you want to play basketball? And he's like, nigga, I hear you. What are you doing? What are you doing? If you want to hoop, let's hoop. But I'm not about all this shit. Oh, man. Um... I don't know. I think I, I think it's about time. Do uh, you guys all situated with your drinks and everything? You guys ready to get this show going again? Um, your next comic is very funny. You can see her all around New York. She's on uh, Moon Tower Comedy Festival and also right here in my heart. Everybody make a lot of noise. Start making noise right now. Let's do it. Come on. For Kelsey Kane. Kelsey Kane, everybody. Make a Now just <laughs> they were they were so good, so fun. I'm like a medium young person. You guys can see that, but I feel like a lot of my friends are like at a little bit of a different place than I'm at. Like a lot of them are like, I'm going through a quarter life crisis. And I just think it's so adorable that they think we're going to live to be a (laughs) hundred. Like, I'm clearly at least one-third through. (laughs) My grandmother is 75 years old, and there is no way she has a quarter left. Every time I go to her house, she just asks me, 
which of her things I like and then has me write my name on the back to make sure I get it during all of the confusion. My grandma's doing great now, though. Like, the last time I saw her, she was like, Kels, I've been hitting the gym. Adorable. She's like, I get on that bike, and I crank it up to 20, the highest resistance, and then I ride it for an hour. It's like, wow, Grandma, you sound like a liar. (laughs) She's like, no, no, the young guys at the gym are like, she's really something. I'm like, yeah, a liar. I've seen you walk. You're not good at it. She's bad. I love my family. My mom called me yesterday. She was just, she was just distraught. She was distraught. She was like, Kelsey, the Walmart closed down. The Walmart I raised you in. You don't need to say that to people. (laughs) I love my mom. Like, when I was 12, my mom gave me the advice that if I was ever proposed to by a man that I didn't want to marry, that I should just say yes and then see how I feel about it later. Because that's what she did. (laughs) I was raised very religiously, obviously. (laughs) Does anyone else here have mixed feelings about morality? (laughs) Everyone? Great. Yeah, where I was from, my youth pastor had this saying. It was, keep your head straight and the rest of you also straight. (laughs) And he was the fun one. (laughs) And so I thought it would be like a good way to keep my mom from being homophobic by telling her that I was gay. And she was like... I guess I always knew. You were always so tall and good at math. Those aren't gay, that is nothing. I am pretty good at getting out of paying for stuff. Is anyone here also a woman? But I am an independent lady and I will fuck who I want, where I want, when I want, which happens to be my long-term boyfriend in my bed at around 9.30 once a week. And it is gonna stay that way. I do have a boyfriend and we are currently celebrating 
because I just had my period. Oh, thank you so much. Half of you know what I'm talking about. The other half is like, please stop talking. <laughs> I'm mostly just celebrating because I keep telling my mom I'm pro-choice, but I really don't want to have to prove it. <laughs> oh. Like, don't worry though, if I was ever to have a kid, I would like for sure adopt because I don't want to get fat and my boyfriend is ugly. <laughs> He is, he's so ugly. He is, he is fucking lucky to have me. I do, I do think he is perfect for me though. He is perfect. Like either he is super good at pulling out or one of us is barren. And I love that about him. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think most girls want a boyfriend who will fuck them until they come. Well, last night... She gets <laughs> she, ha she has standards. <laughs> They're having as good a time as everyone should be having. <laughs> Just by the way. I think, I think we can all agree that we want boyfriends who make us come. I think we can all agree on that. Well, last night, my boyfriend fucked me until he said, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I don't get a lot of dirty talk. <laughs> I, whenever I imagine having sex with someone, I picture them doing all of the work. <laughs> and them actually asking me if I could please lay stiller. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I would never have sex with a dead body. <laughs> Laying still is my thing. <laughs> uh, so, do you guys just like live in Brooklyn or you guys smoke weed? <laughs> Did you just live here then? Both. Does, both? That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> Is anyone high right now? No, you fucking monsters. <laughs> sober, sober monsters. Well, I guess then, uh, does anyone want to hear my sex fantasy? I feel like that was yes. Okay, here it goes. It starts out. I'm upset. Because the other Victoria's Secret models are being mean to me for being too hot. And then my boyfriend, who is just floating abs, 
<laughs> comes to console me by carrying me up a flight of stairs. And he's like, oh my God, you are so light. We could do this all day. So we go back down to the bottom of the stairs. Uh, and he carries me back up one more time. And he's like, do you get lighter as I carry you? This is insane. I'm like, oh, God, no, we don't have to do this. What, what do you want to do? And he's like, I want to go down on you for an hour. So we do that for him. And then at the end of it, he's like, Oh, my God, that was so good for me. How was it for you? Also, what are all your hopes and dreams and feelings? Let's talk about that. Uh, end of sex fantasy. You guys should all try it. It works 100% of the time for me personally. It's amazing. Uh, do no uh, I don't know about you guys but I am so sick of all of these movies where the guy saves the girl I want to see a movie where a man is in peril and the woman has to save him and she can't. And he dies. And then the rest of the movie is just her organizing and planning his funeral. You guys, you guys can play music now. Kelsey Kane, everybody. She's the only person to go no music and she killed it. Look at that. Look at that. I'm trying to interact now. Yeah. This is what it's all about. Just some weird dancing. Just some weird dancing for you. I'm so happy to be here. I, I, I'm so excited to start doing drugs again. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I've never done drugs before. Um, I used to do a lot of acid. Okay. Um, high school was weird. Okay. Uh, shit. We are down to your last comic of the evening. You guys are so disappointed, I bet, right? All right, that didn't sound like genuine excitement or disappointment. It sounded very forced. It sounded forced in both directions somehow. Like you're just excited to be disappointed. And I don't even know what that is. What's your problem? The show's almost over, and you paid for it. How's that feel? Feels like I stole... The next 
guy out like that. <laughs> All right. All right. Reset. Refresh. Your last comic of the evening. He's a very funny man. And I'm just going to say this. I'm very happy to have another black dude on the show. As good as, good as it feels to have free dominion over all these white dudes uh, it's nice to know that I'm not alone and your next comic uh, really makes me feel that way he was on uh, NBC stand up and such things he's a very funny man uh, I want you guys to put all the energy in your hearts and your minds and your spirits together in the form of your clap clap just fucking clap dude Khalid Rahman Does anyone else think it's weird that Chad is the whitest name ever and the blackest place on the planet? No one in Chad has a friend named Chad. Oh, we gonna have some fun tonight. My full name is Khalid Abdur Rahman. My parents converted to Islam back in the 60s because just being black people in the 60s wasn't difficult enough. <laughs> they had to get that Negro extra credit. That's right, they were AP Negroes. Some of y'all did well in high school. The rest of y'all didn't get that joke. And I'm okay with that. Tough having a Muslim name and a black face in 2016. I put a clip of myself doing stand-up on YouTube last week, and in the comments, someone wrote, why don't you go back to where you came from? Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm confused. Is this person racist? Islamophobic? Are they one of these people who really hates Brooklyn? <laughs> I don't know. I still don't know. It's tough having a Muslim name, man. I was on a podcast two weeks ago, and the host had the nerve to ask me, is Khalid Rahman your real name or your stage name? I said, ah, you got me. My real name is Brad Thomas. But I figure since Islam is so popular right now, I'd change it make my career take off in the deep south. <laughs> I had a crazy upbringing. I went to a radical black nationalist middle school. And I can tell from looking around, most of you guys did too. <laughs> I can always tell. You guys know the best part of going to a radical black nationalist middle school. Instead of singing the Star Spangled Banner, we would sing the black national anthem. Lift every voice and sing. You guys know the words. Sing along. Lift every voice and sing. In the front. 
till earth and heaven ring, ring with the harmony on the side of liberty. The white man is evil and always has been. The white man must pay in blood for the sins of his people. I'm starting to think you guys don't know the words to the song. Fun fact, did a show a couple weeks ago. Afterwards, an old black lady walked up and said, Young man, I know those aren't the real lyrics. But they should be. Damn! I was just kidding around. She was trying to start the revolution. I'm in therapy, obviously. My therapist is an old white lesbian from Connecticut. My favorite people. It's a great relationship. She teaches me how to manage anxiety and depression, and I teach her about black culture. Only lately, I'm thinking I'm doing a little bit too good a job, because she's starting to see racism in places that I don't see. Yeah. This white girl broke up with me recently, and my therapist said, do you think it was because of race? And I said, no. She said, you know, sometimes people date outside their race, but they can still be racist. Maybe that's what happened. And I said, oh, my God. Is this old white lady teaching me about the struggle? (laughs) And then I had an even scarier thought. Oh, my God. Am I falling in love with this lesbian from Connecticut? I'm obsessed with prejudice. I think it's so crazy. Because you never know where you're going to find it. I play basketball at these courts down by the projects. Other day I'm down there, I see nine black dudes on the court playing with one white dude who had his book bag on. And I'm like, look at this. Racist. He thinks one of these brothers from the projects is going to steal his stuff. I'm going to take a picture of him, put it on Facebook, and I'm going to shame him for being racist. But I couldn't because I left my phone at home for the same reason he was wearing his book bag. (laughs) That's right. I think most of us can agree that catcalling is wrong, street harassment, right, ladies? You know? I think catcalling should be allowed under one circumstance. You see someone in imminent danger, and you must get their attention. Hey, you with the red sweater and the big titties, watch out, girl. You got the step in the manhole. Get your face out that Snapchat, boo-boo. What your email is. Hey, you with the skinny jeans and the big old dick. Watch out, player. You got a step of a banana peel. Oh, you don't like compliments? You don't like compliments? Maybe you should smile more. Some of you didn't laugh. And that's because you can't wrap your minds around a bisexual catcaller. 
It's 2016, free your minds. <laughs> Queer people are just like straight people. Disgusting. <laughs> you guys are fun people. You guys like impressions? Yeah. See if you can figure this one out. Nah, son, nah, son. If Darcy ain't in it, it's not the Smashing Pumpkins. My dude, my dude, my dude. If Slash ain't in it, it's not Guns N' Roses. Nigga. If Steve Perry ain't in it, it's not Journey. Guys, that of course was a conversation you'd never hear at my barbershop. Not even one time. I'm single, but I do struggle with women. Now that's surprising to you guys. You guys look at me and see a malnourished Tay Diggs. <laughs> Let it out. Let it out because of my face and my body. Let it out. That's how I look. That's how I look. It's hard dating with this physique, man. 160 pounds. Mostly dick, but still. Do what I can, you know. Do what I can. I've never experienced the thrill of picking a woman up during sex. Several women have picked me up during sex. That's not how sex works. You guys are cool. I said that on stage one time, and this girl goes, Excuse you, sex works however two people want it to work. Then later on, she picked me up during sex. So it all worked out. Yes. This is fun. I don't have any tattoos. I think I'm keeping it that way. Because when I was a kid, my favorite basketball player got a tattoo that said warrior and Chinese symbols on his shoulder. But then he ran to a Chinese dude. And he said, my friend, I don't think your tattoo means what you think it means. And he said, nah, fam, it means warrior. And the Chinese guy said, no, it means noodles. <laughs> and that would be me. I'd probably get a tattoo that says, Black Lives Matter, in some African dialect. But then I'd run into an African dude. He'd be like, yo, I don't think your tattoo means what you think it means. I'd be like, nah, fam, it means Black Lives Matter. And he'd be like, no, it means noodles. <laughs> because I don't learn lessons. <laughs> you guys like movies? <laughs> I love movies. A lot of my friends like a genre movie I call the Black Struggle movie. Selma, 12 Years a Slave and such. Not me. I like a white struggle movie. <laughs> I like a movie like Goodwill Hunting. You guys see that one? He was struggling. The story of a good-looking white man with a genius IQ and his unlikely journey to college. Struggling. 
I like a movie like Big. You guys see that one? Yeah? The story of a young white boy who wishes to be big and has to live out the nightmare of being a successful toy executive. (laughs) Who has sex with beautiful ladies at night. Some of you aren't laughing because I just reminded you that your favorite childhood movie is partially about statutory rape. (laughs) It's true. You guys got Netflix? Yeah. Got that $10 a month in discretionary income? I got it. I'm a baller. My favorite show on Netflix is Making a Murderer. You guys see that one? I love that show because when it came out, so many of my white friends called me up and they were like, Khalid, can you believe that the police and the district attorney would conspire to frame an innocent man? And I was like, what? That's crazy. But on the inside, I was like, the white man is evil and always has been. You guys have been great. Thank you. Khalil Rahman, everybody, make some noise. Damn, that was amazing. Michelle, so good. Give it up for yourselves, everybody. Thank you guys so much for coming out. For the, for the people that came last time and are back, tell your friends. Thank you guys so much for coming out again. Hey, Ben, how y'all feel about uh, jamming this out? You know? It's a little jam to close this out. Feel free. Get, get out. Go away. Show's over. No, it's not. No, we're still having a show. We're still hanging out. No, it's over. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I feel like you guys can do whatever I say at this point. Show's over. Get out of here.
Red Party itself monthly at Union Hall in Brooklyn, New York. Live sound, recording, and mix by Alex Nahas, produced by Good Orbit. All right, now the show's over, I think. Houston, 20 seconds to LOS Tedris. Content, nice to be in orbit.